welcome to episode 26, I think it is, of Louis P Nutrition Radio. I think, I don't know why I say anything. I know it's episode 26 because I've just recorded episode 25. This will be a few days later and is a lot less science heavy, I'd say, and more practical or discussion based from me. And today we're going to talk about tracking your calories and to track or not to track, that is the question. And I'm going to preface all of this with, it depends on your goals. Um, most of my episodes, I tend to focus on fat loss, which is quite a lot of people's main goal. But if, say, if you're looking to improve your relationship with food and step away from tracking, then tracking probably isn't the thing that you need to do right now. It's reduction on the line, um, your reduction on reliance to track and more tuning into your internal cues of hunger and satiety and fullness but I'll touch on that in a bit so first of all what is tracking tracking is basically keeping a tab or diary or a number on everything that goes in your mouth so pretty much any food or any drink any condiments any sweets anything like that you would track it this could be done in the form form of a diary just so give you a sort of a mental log of oh i've had this today and or just so you can see patterns in the way that you eat but the most common way that people do it now is using apps so you can get apps that basically have um data on there of all the foods that you eat so you don't even have to calculate the calories that you're eating it'll do it all for you so you just basically search for it and find the food and the amount or you can scan the barcode if it's a pre-packaged food so it's pretty damn amazing and makes everything so much easier the main one that people will use is my fitness pal and basically how you do it is download my fitness pal log in or sign up and it'll probably ask you for your data and goals and this is where it becomes a bit unstuck because it the calorie allowance that it'll give you for the day to try and stick to will be quite low if you're looking to lose a lot of weight quite quickly and it doesn't really take into account individuals um characteristics and um there's a few errors with it as well but it's pretty amazing the calorie allowance that it gives you in general isn't good so if you want to calculate the calories you can use the app still but just have your own calories in mind um if you go through to i think it's episode five i give you a quick way to calculate your calories on that but if you haven't listened to the first few episodes please do because they're quite um inf- informative that's the word I'm looking for informative and useful in general especially if you're looking to diet at the moment and um, so when we're looking at the whether we should track or not we need to look at the benefits and drawbacks so for people who are new to dieting or this way of dieting we know that it is an energy balance equation so if you're currently doing like slimming world weight watchers i personally recommend stepping away from that because there's a lot of issues with those programs in my opinion and when you track calories you are breaking it down to the simplest forms of energy in versus energy out. So if we're tracking what's going in and we've got a way of tracking what's going out, so your movement, then we can track the outcome of that, which will be your body weight, and see how those variables manipulate the outcome. 
calorie counting or tracking calories is the simplest way, the most straightforward way. There's no foods off limits. And that's probably one of the benefits of this program is that it's highly flexible, but it's, in my opinion, it's fantastic for a point. It's a great tool and tools in the toolbox. And it's about using the right tool at the right time. And tracking is a great tool to have in your toolbox. So first of all, it helps people increase their food knowledge. So you, if you are given a calorie allowance, you usually get to set up your macros, which is your fat, protein, carb breakdown. And when you do, um, when you track the foods, it'll break it down into how many carbs are in there, how many fats, how many proteins. Usually, if you go to episode six, I think it's the fat loss pyramid or the layers of fat loss. We know calories are king. And then after that, it's protein. So if we can stay within our calories and keep our protein quite high, then we know that we're on to a good thing long term. So if you can identify foods or the app helps you identify foods that are high in protein, we'll talk about your your meats, your dairies, your legumes, your nuts potentially, um, poultry, fish, and then you've got your tofu, your microprotein or your corn, those foods, um, soy, soya, sorry, um, they um, usually the good protein sources, but identifying which foods, which meals, anything like that. And um, if you're using like ready-made meals, it's good to know what, how much protein is in there. And if you're getting three to five decent protein servings, so we're talking 20 to 30 grams for most people, if you're a bigger person um, of heavier weight, then probably going up to 40 grams per serving. We are looking to get those in regularly if you can identify how you're going to get your breakfast protein in how you're going to get your snack protein lunch protein dinner protein other snack protein whatever and just figuring out that it's a great way to build up your knowledge of what's within these foods another reason for tracking is basically just makes you more aware of what's what you're eating and it keeps a diary of that throughout the day so with that my fitness pal breaks down your meals for you and like how many calories on each meal so if you are not losing weight and you're thinking you don't know why you can look actually look at the calories in each meal and realize potentially that the snack was like three or four times the amount of calories that you thought it'd be and this is where it can win a fat loss sense as well you can start to see some of the clever marketing that companies do with regards to natural healthy free sugar free and still see the amount of calories that are in them and actually see the benefits of probably more whole foods because whole foods are fairly low in calories in general and high in volume and you're probably like well i can get more food quite tasty food into my diet and still hit my calories and lose weight so i'm happy so um but anyway it keeps you uh, gives you a diary throughout the day so you can track and sort of see where you might be going wrong, where you're going right as well. So if you're smashing breakfast and you're not too sure about it and you're looking to swap it in or out and realize actually I quite like this and it do, it's really good for my calories and good source of protein, good source of fiber. Um, it's, yeah, so it just helps you um, identify the process, I should say. Um, third of all, it's accountability. So if you're tracking everything that goes in and out or in, food-wise, out, energy-wise, then um, you can set reminders on there to remind you to track. And also it helps you make, just become more mindful of things like 
licks, nibbles, tastes, bites, all those types of things. And just being more accountable to yourself going, well, I should probably track that if I'm going to have some. And therefore, if you can't bother to track it, you might be like, I can't bother having it then. And it just makes you, instead of just impulsively and reacting to somebody bringing in some treats or brownies or whatever, and automatically having one and not even processing, not really enjoying it, actually going, well, I'll, I'll track that. And then you can make an informed decision around your energy balance choices. Um, another thing that it does is sort of gamify losing weight. And this has its drawbacks and benefits as well, but it can help you track progress and make it into a game for you and sort of the all, all apps and all technology is built for you to use and cleverly made for you to use more often or click towards all that sort of stuff so if it, by gamifying it it allows you to win essentially and know what to do to win and how to win the game and then last of all i mentioned before but that flexibility that flexible dieting that we want to talk about there's no food drop limits and you can manipulate your calories in any way that you want to in order to fit your preferences but again making informed choices around that so you there was a guy who ate just um twinkies and lost weight the twinkie diet i wouldn't recommend it it's very poor it's not very nutritious at all and highly processed and you're probably hungry for quite a lot of the time but if you want to do that and you feel like that's a good option for you then you can do that you can lose weight on just eating any food as long as it's within your calorie allowance or limit for the day so having that flexibility and realizing that you can eat any foods there's no fat uh, foods that will make you fat there's no specific weight loss foods and that flexibility will also teach you to probably be a bit, a bit smarter with your budget for the day and learn ways to have more filling or satisfying meals for less calories so there's some benefits drawbacks to tracking and if you asked me this a few years ago i probably wouldn't have been able to say a lot of these or i wouldn't have known um and it's since been doing more work with amelia and anna um, and working with people who want to step away from tracking and taking that fat loss focus away for the last 18 months or so um it's opened my eyes up a little bit to the pit, pitfalls really of tracking so initially we, we we sort of know this already but tracking and calories is an imperfect method the way that calories are calculated is imperfect it's a bomb calorimeter which is basically where they burn the food and see how much energy it creates isn't quite the same as a human body so it's similar and the energy content and guesstimates or the estimates that they get out of there will be similar but it's not perfect then we've got to look at the manufacturing of products and how their ingredients that they'll basically calculate calculate the calories per batch now if that's split up into smaller portions then how do we know each portion has got exact exactly the same um calories in or distribution of ingredients we don't some might have more nuts in compared to the others there's no way of knowing the exact amount so the label that you see is just an average for that batch could be higher could be lower then that the um errors in labeling anyway can be within i think 10 20 percent so again 
that could be up or down. So you don't really know how many calories within that portion that you're eating. And then if we look at the portion size, it could be over underweight, but then also the digestion of, and absorption of food. Like we don't absorb every calorie that goes into our body. Some will slip through. So, and that's very, it's dependent on a lot of factors, your genetics, the, um, your quality of your gut bacteria, the types of foods that you're eating, quality of your diet, loads of factors to consider there. So it's an imperfect method. And once you understand that there are limitations to it, this can make it easier to step away for one, which I find important and really useful to explain to people when they get into tracking quite a lot and then they work, they don't really know how to step away. Is once you explain that, that actually, even though they track to to the macro, to the gram, to their to their calories each day, to the, to the within one or two, actually that level of accuracy isn't needed because there's so many flaws in the system that we don't know whether that is the right number or not that you're actually consuming. So being aware of those um, errors within the system makes it a pretty accurate method, but it's not as accurate as people make it out to be. Another issue is internal cues. And this is probably something that I've become more aware of in the last few months or year or two is that people can get so zoned into tracking and getting that lower calorie intake or whatever they lose actual like food satisfaction and they don't see anything more to food than the calories that are in it or the macros that are in it they don't see the the relationships you can build with food the social occasions and what food enables us to do the textures taste flavors all those types of things those I'd sort of go by the wayside because there's just so focused on the numerical data, which as we just explained, has loads of flaws in. So it's important to realize that whilst it is a good method for fat loss to track your calories, having some awareness of your, your cravings, your what food satisfies you, how hungry you are, and tuning that awareness up and down because if you are really hungry you don't want to be constantly reminding yourself that you're hungry but finding foods that are going to help reduce that hunger and it won't people will make this mistake and it's just something that i will add in which didn't want didn't plan on talking about but people try to eliminate hunger when they're dieting but actually a factor of dieting is hunger and embracing that fact that you are going to be hungry is part of the process don't try and mask it avoid it and use loads of diet foods because you can be full from a meal but not satisfied with it this way we get people who potentially overeat or binge later on they're trying to find that satisfaction from the food and this is where diet foods can be a massive issue but being it doesn't tracking doesn't teach you how to use your internal cues it just gives you a number to work towards and while it has loads of benefits this one of the drawbacks of it another issue with things like my fitness pal is that i think it's you can anyone can add a food to it so not all the foods on there are quite as accurate and will have lots of data missing um and that can cause compounding errors for people that they're if they're using milk and it's underestimating by 50 percent potentially because it's a different type of milk and but it's labeled wrong and they're having milk their cereal milk in their coffee um, milk with a protein shake all those types of things then that could be a significant amount of calories that they're 
they think they're not ingesting, but they actually are. So being aware of those food errors on there, I think some of them got blue ticks, but even those can have errors in. Um, but good thing about it is if we're just consistent with it, then we know biologically that biologically we can't cheat the system biologically. Like energy invest energy out is the rules for fat loss. So if we are eating a certain amount on my fitness pal that we feel that we should be losing weight, then maybe we're just eating more, but we don't know where that's coming from. So we can either investigate where that might be coming from or just drop our calories a bit lower. Simple. Um, last of all is sort of obsessive tendencies, and this is more towards the latter end, and it's just something to be aware of if you start tracking. And I mentioned Gamify, and this is probably linked in with that, is that people get so caught up in tracking that they lose all sense of food satisfaction, their actual hunger, and then they have a massive fear of stepping away because when they do step away, they're not used to um, listening to their hunger, food satisfaction. They don't know what they actually like. They just know what fits their macros. And then they've got that on or off plan mentality where they're either tracking everything or if they feel, this is where it's interesting, they feel when if they don't track, they're just going to eat everything and anything that they can. And in reality, you might do that, but you won't do that for very long. As in, there's a great book called The Joy of Half a Cookie that I always recommend. And basically, it's about giving yourself unconditional permission to eat. And once you actually truly give yourself unconditional permission to eat, you take the power away from the foods. So all those foods that are naughty, bad, make, that you should be guilty or that you can't control yourself around, once you actually give yourself complete unconditional permission to eat that so there's no strings attached to it it's just you can eat whatever you want in any amount that you want that sits right with you actually you probably get you might have an overeat first of all but then you you're like oh well, it's there and I, i'm allowed it whenever so it's not that special anymore and that's almost the mentality that we want to have in general and in, around dieting as well so having that flexible um approach to dieting and this way my fitness pal is a benefit is that it allows us to have all these foods that potentially were naughty off plan and we shouldn't be putting those labels on those foods but unfortunately that's still a thing but giving yourself unconditional permission to eat a lot of people struggle to do that when they're tracking because they don't know the foods amounts volumes anything like that they don't know the calories in their foods and I found and a lot of people find when they step away from tracking, they either do it gradually or they just delete it and try and go two feet in. Um, you'll probably initially sort of do a calculation and I still calculate calories in my head. I still calculate protein portions and making sure I'm hitting my protein just out of food awareness. But also I'm very sort of relaxed from my eating and if I don't know, I'm not going to stress and some people can be really stressed, especially if they're obsessed with it. Like they'll bring Tupperware. This isn't me shaming them. It's just examples. What I've seen is people taking Tupperware out to restaurants because they don't know the calories of the food or um, of the food that they could potentially order from there. So to avoid that, it's just guesstimating. When clients go out to eat at restaurants and they're worried, there are certain tactics we might use when they're going out for food leading up to that and after that and decisions around food but a best guess is best thing you can do once you take away the stress and anxiety around that decision of instead of having a cheap meal or off-plan meal actually going it's just a meal 
and you can make decisions that align best with your values and goals so yes you can have something new but if you go well because i'm trying to be a bit more calorie conscious with my decisions i might only have a starter and i won't have a dessert or i'll have a main and a dessert um, instead and i won't have the breadsticks because i know i'll probably push my calories up by having bread and oil beforehand so all these types of things um there are ways around it but a lot of people tend to go all in on my fitness pal forget everything else and all they see is the macros and the calories at their meals and that is informative but it's not the point of eating eating is much more than the calories that are in the food so hopefully you've enjoyed that it's been more of a more of a chatty episode for me so tracking or to not track it depends on your goals for fat loss and you haven't tracked before and you want to get a handle on initial steps and learn about energy balance learn about what foods are high in what macronutrients and um how and keep the tabs on your day-to-day what you're eating and identify potential errors and all what's going well then tracking could be a good option for you it's not for everyone i'm not going to say it's for everyone but it's a good tool to have in the toolbox so how do you do it download my fitness pal but also listen to episode five of five of uh, loopy nutrition radio because I've taught you how to calculate the calories that you need. Don't use the app. The app isn't very good at guesstimating or giving you an equivalent calories. It'll probably massively underestimate you or just give you a blanket 1500. Potential benefit. One of the big ones, food knowledge, food diary, accountability, gamify. It makes it a bit of fun, but also allows you to be flexible. Limitations, packaging, labeling. There's so many areas in there, digestion, absorption of nutrients, um lack of internal cues food errors in general on there on their library and people who may develop obsessive tendencies towards it or um, become too attached to the method understanding that there's much more to food than calories and macros that's there to be enjoyed it's there to be sociable with it's there to make memories with all those types of things and it yeah and it's a fuel as well but hopefully that has covered everything and helped you understand whether you should track or not today. Thank you very much for listening and I look forward to speaking to you again soon.